Welcome back, everybody, to the Surely You Can't Be Serious podcast. We are going to pick up right where we left off with 30-something guys discussing the Star Wars holiday special. Time for some trivia on that note. Okay. Oh. Characters Uh-oh. that show up in other movies. Which character from the prequel trilogy, prequel trilogy, makes a surprise appearance in Solo? I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it at that. I, I got multiple choice, but I feel like you're gonna know the answer anyway. John's got his hand up. Anybody else? Which one? Which character from the prequel trilogy? Yes. Shows up in Solo. Yes. John has to answer last, given that he's the eleven. Yeah, you go first. I'm not. Yeah. Okay. okay. Pat, what do you think? Darth Maul. Well, yeah. There you go. Yep. That's it. You got it. Okay. All right. Hey, you got that one. Uh, I, I could have got that one. I didn't think fast enough. <laughs> okay. Okay, so we were talking masks earlier. Mala's mask was repurposed from a Chewbacca mask from the original film. <laughs> and the actress that played Mala was not an actress. It was a man, baby. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't come across man, man. to play this she part. She's six foot eight or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So the actor's name is Mickey Morton, and he was not only Mala, he was also Torque, and he was also Chief Gormanda's second pair of arms. <laughs> no wonder he was reluctant to give Art Carney a kiss. <laughs> Already been hugging on the back of Harvey Corman. <laughs> oh. Okay, do we want to talk about uh, Mark Hamill in makeup? He had some guy liner going on, didn't he? Oh, my gosh. He's getting out of the way here. Hold on. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, there it is. Have you seen (laughs) That's terrible. It's really bad. Have you seen the pictures where they, like, change the characters from Star Wars into the the opposite gender where, like, Luke and Han are made to look like they're women? When I saw this, I was like, holy crap, this is where they got the idea because he's... (laughs) He's got some major makeup going on in this one. Well, and I and I, I felt a little bad. Like, one of the first times I saw that, I was like, Gah. what did they do? Like, why did they just, they, 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 I don't know. He's got at least, like, seven coats on. Yeah. Like, the first couple didn't take, so they just kept going. And But then I kind of felt bad about that because I'm like, then I read up something on it. And they're like, well, it could have been because he was in that really bad car accident and he needed to have some additional makeup or, yeah. So that may be, I, I read something, I don't know how valid that is or how accurate that is, but I, one of the things I read said he was in such heavy makeup because he had been in that near-fatal car crash in, um, oh gosh, it was right. It was not long after or, or actually right before um, Star Wars came out in 77. Yeah, so it was the year before. See, that's BS. Yes, I don't buy that for one second. Because yeah. You don't need eyeliner to cover no. facial scars, and yeah. he didn't wear all that crap in Empire Strikes Back. Yep, you guys are right. It's January of 77 is when okay. he got into that accident. But no, just a, a terrifying amount of makeup. He's so orange. He looks like Frankenfurter from Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> Can we talk? Are we ready to talk about Carrie Fisher's singing voice? We celebrate a day of peace, a day of harmony. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. Than I, thought. I loved that she looked like she was as high as a kite when she was singing, too. <laughs> She's stoned out of her gourd. Listen, this is the last time that Carrie Fisher smiled in any Star Wars anything. 
She was sad in Empire Strikes Back. She was sad in Return of the Jedi. She was at least happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, drugs will do that for drugs, you. Drugs. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that that scene in particular, that was probably the the only, for me, the only couple of segments or scenes that made some of it bearable. Like, if I was going to fast forward, the, and I know, I don't remember who it was earlier that was might have been Dennis or I don't know, somebody else was saying, to me, I don't know, the B. Arthur scene, if you take out the weird, you know, sexual harassment from the guy who drinks through his head um if you take that out to me that wasn't even a bad scene i mean if you're gonna do you're gonna do something in the star wars cantina at least that one takes place in a star wars location and you've got star wars characters like some of the other acts they're not they're completely devoid of star wars like you could remove it from the star wars holiday special dump dump it in some other holiday special and it would have been totally fine so the b arthur song like that was actually one of my I don't want to say favorite. That's really too strong of a word, but um, <laughs> that was that was one of the most tolerable ports parts of of this whole thing. And then the Princess Leia part too. Like everything else, I totally tossed that out the window. Those to me, that in the in the Boba Fett cartoon, which I'm sure we'll talk about too. But um, those are really like the only three parts that I'm I'm even quasi okay with in this whole thing. I kind of dig the Jefferson Starship song i thought that was a pretty decent song and it kind of looks like he's trying to impale his head with a lightsaber while he's singing it (laughs) yeah uh if only they would have sung we built this city (laughs) that would have helped they could have switched up they probably didn't want to spoil anything but they could have done we built cloud city oh that would have been great man that would have been nice that would have been nice one of the things that i thought was funny okay so mr star wars geek john does it bother you that they called the the Wookie planet Kazook the whole time? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I yeah. I kind of I kind of knew about that, so I just kind of was like, all right, all right. It had never been mentioned before. We'll we'll chalk this up as a. We'll, I'm just going to chalk it up as a Han Han Leah Leia Kazook Kashik. Okay. We'll just do that. It's people don't know how to pronounce names in the Star Wars universe, so I'm totally fine with it. The death of that stormtrooper would not be noticed apparently by anyone. Mm-hmm. It's like I, I'm going to say the one thing that helped is when Han Solo. The one thing that made me laugh, Han Solo was like, "Oh wow, what did he say?" He said something like, "They're going to see him down there, or they're going to find him eventually, or something," and or whatever his comment was, it was just his offhand, like, "Oh yeah," and then he just picks up the gun and just kind of drops it over. It I, why was that so funny to me? I don't know, but he's just like, "Oh yeah, they're going to find those guys." Boop, drops the gun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You do get a great Willem scream right before that storm yes. falls to his death. Yeah. So I'm just wondering how the investigation is going to go when they go up there and they find the guy that was left with them to watch them and they see the broken railing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And he's the last place he was at. And they're like, <laughs> where did he go? Well, that Art Carney story is really going to hold. <laughs> I, I was waiting for the Imperials to show up and demand Prima Nocta with, uh, you know, <laughs> with the Wookiees. <laughs> the Emperor has dissolved the Senate and reinstituted Prima Nocta with all non-humanoid species. The oh. trouble, the trouble with Kashik is it's full of Wookies. <laughs> uh, okay, this—that's it. That's what we're gonna have to do. We're gonna have to recut Star Wars <laughs> Holiday Special and insert all of the dialogue from Braveheart. I think that's <laughs> oh, a fantastic man. idea. Nice. 
We need to, and we need to take uh, the Star Wars Holiday Special and put it into to Braveheart. We uh, <laughs> good too. Have somebody going stir whip, stir whip, 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 stir. <laughs> stir. <laughs> okay, trivia question. This is actually pretty easy. Who is the only stop? Who is the only actor to have appeared in every theatrical Star Wars film? Is it the C three PO character? Is it Anthony Daniels? Yeah, that was my guess. That is the winner. Then I was the winner. Now, are we counting with the theatrical? Does that count like Solo and Rogue One? Yep. I'm trying and see. It's funny because I vaguely remember C three PO in Rogue One. I don't know if I remember him in Solo. Wasn't in the where was he in Solo? Was it when they went to the? Uh, he might not have been in Solo. I don't know. Yeah, I that, that trivia question may be just a, like a year or two for Solo. Hey, you know who was in Solo, though? Mala. Mala was in Solo. She was? Yes. Where? Really? Yes. When? Because they were... Yes! Was, was, was she supposed to be that Wookiee that uh, Chewbacca kind of, like, he touches heads with before they separate? Yep. Okay. Bam. Wow. Wow. Well, that proves it. The Christmas special is canonical Star Wars. It is. I had this argument with my son right before I came up here tonight. He's like, mm-hmm. this is crap. This is not canon. I'm like, this is canon. He's like, no, it's not. I'm like, yes, it is. So I'll, I'll say this. It is such an interest. It, this, is, this is like a time capsule. If the only thing that existed in this whole world was just Star Wars, the movie, not even thinking of it as Star Wars episode four, A New Hope, but just Star Wars, like, like, and everything else didn't exist. Like if, if you put some dude on a desert island and just gave him Star Wars and said, and cocaine and said, come up with something. Um, but it's just interesting because it's like all the last 45 years of everything else that has been written and created doesn't exist. It, 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 I'll give it that. It is an interesting insight into you know, when Star Wars was kind of raw and not as, yeah. you know, hashed out. So, All right. So I, I found it. Anthony Daniels was in Solo. He was not C-3PO. Oh, he wow. Played, he played a, uh, a Coruscanti human male who was a slave working in the spice mines of Kessel in Solo. So his, character's, his, his character's name was Tack. Nice. So who was he in Rogue One? Uh, Rogue One, C-3PO was in like for like two seconds in Rogue One, just as everybody's taken off at the end and they make some comment about, oh, right, right, like, yeah. we're the last to hear about anything. Right. So yeah, he's right. in everything. No more adventures. All right, well, let's talk about this, the cartoon. Cartoon is big because it is the first appearance of Boba Fett. What do you guys think about the cartoon? John, what do you think? Other than the animation being a little wonky, um, I thought it wasn't bad. Like it was, you know, for a kid's cartoon, totally fine. Uh, as an adult watching it, I'm like, wow, you guys are really trusting of this masked bounty hunter, like, real fast. Like, uh, I don't know. Any, anybody keeps calling me friend too often, and he's carrying this big gun and, and you know, friend. wants to be my friend and, and seems to have some ulterior motives here. I don't know. That I'm going to question that a little bit. But I don't, Luke can be as trusting as he wants to be. But, um, yeah, no, I, I thought it was fine. I thought it was fine. Um, being the first, I think this is actually also the first Star Wars animation ever. I don't think there was ever any other animated. Um, no, I'm trying to remember. No. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, after this, you and then after this, you would have had like uh, droids and Ewoks and uh, you know some of those other cartoons that would come out later. Um, yeah. Other other than the animation being a little weird, I'm fine with it. And and it's the first time we get um, 
you know, now that we've had the Mandalorian, it's the first time we get the uh, Ambin phase rifle and, yeah. and all that other stuff. And I mean, even, which is funny, you see, I know some people have kind of argued, they're like, the movies that Boba Fett is in, you know, before the special editions, and it was really just Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, does he really do that much that proves that he's such a, you know, cool guy that everybody says he is? In the movies, eh, no, not really, not necessarily. I mean, he kind of gets taken out like a chump right. uh, in Return of the Jedi. Right. And other than other than being able to, you know, follow somebody, other than tailing somebody in his car, um, he really doesn't do a whole lot in uh, Empire Strikes Back to just show just how cool he is. In this one, I mean, he's he's riding a dinosaur. I started watching it, and as as Luke lands on whatever planet it is he's going to, suddenly there's a dragon that comes out of the ground and starts attacking him, and then whatever it has to escape dives back into the ground. And I just thought, did they totally get this for the first episode of season two of Mandalorian? Well, because I think I think John Favreau and Dave Filoni, you know, who are are running and directing Mandalorian, I think they've said several times that there are there's quite a bit of stuff that was inspired by this cartoon. What, what was it? It was just called the Faithful Wookiee, I think is the title of this cartoon. And I think they've said, yeah, there's several things like especially the gun, uh, but some of the other stuff is directly from the holiday special that they've tried to put into the Mandalorian. The skeleton of the Kray Dragon is in A New Hope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and even even Life Day. Life Day gets referenced in the first episode of The Mandalorian. Oh, man. I need to go. Yeah. I missed that. Because there was that first guy, that first guy that the Mandalorian is is uh, trying to catch when he first goes into that one bar. Yeah, and yeah. it's the blue skin guy. I forget what his name is. No, and um, shit, he yeah. captures him and, and he says something about, you know, I just, I got to try to be home in time, in time for Life Day or, nah, or something. Nah. And uh, I think that was the first other, that was the first ever other than the holiday special that ever gets mentioned. So that's why, you know, at the time, Life Day, they kind of imply it's just a Wookiee thing in this one. But in The Mandalorian, now you've kind of gotten the idea that it's probably more than just Wookiee. So that's, I really would have, in hindsight, obviously 2020, but um, I would have really liked to have just explored Life Day a little bit more. Um, But that's getting off from the Boba Fett cartoon. No, I, I really, I dig the Boba Fett cartoon. I like it. And I don't know if you guys are going to jump into it. I, I'm curious, who thought up of who thought of Boba Fett? Like, I, I'd love to know, like a like Joe Johnston, guy that directed the Rocketeer, did Captain America. He designed uh, Boba Fett and based him off of those like um, King of the Rocket Men and some of those old movies. Um, you know, he he loved those old movies, and that was he was the one responsible. He did a lot of the like. I don't remember if he did he do part of the design for the Millennium Falcon which I know would get you excited, Pat. Um, but he, I know he designed Boba Fett. And then, and it, that's why, okay. that's why then ultimately, like when he had the opportunity to direct the Rocketeer later on, he's like, sign me up. Nice. This, this is my bag, baby. And some of the texts leading up to this, this podcast, somebody had referenced sexual harassment things, you know, and I was <laughs> thinking like, he wasn't we, 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 we refer to that we refer to that as R2 me too <laughs> uh, speaking of which I did look up a picture they had some of the prototypes for the action figures for the holiday special yeah and the, the only prototypes they made were Chewbacca's family and uh, basically all it is is it's the I don't know if you guys ever had the like the the classic just the, the first round like phase one action figures that came out after uh, 
after Star Wars. It's the classic Chewbacca action figure. And basically the difference is they've just kind of colored each one a little differently. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's Chewbacca and then it's like, whoop, they've shrunk down Chewbacca for Lumpy. Um, and that the coloring is a little bit lighter. And then they've got another Chewbacca and they've taken off the bandolier and they've just colored his head white and the rest of him is brown. And then Mala is basically Chewbacca colored a very light tan with a little bit of, um, how shall I say, uh, chest articulation. <laughs> and uh, so it's it, it makes, looking at them, and I haven't zoomed in on the picture and I really don't want to, um, it's a little awkward. It's a little awkward. Um, the other thing they said, I was reading this, this article here, and they said that um, one of the things that they never made a prototype of, but they had sketched out, was a toy of Boba, the sea serpent that Boba Fett is riding on there. So they had plans to make, of course, they, they made Boba Fett prototypes and had the original ones were colored the way he's colored in this holiday special. And then they did Chewbacca's family, and then they were planning to do a, a, the sea serpent toy, and then they got the reviews of the show, and, and Kenner's just like, nope. Pull the plug. Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars. Give me the Star Wars. Don't let them in. Let's talk about the final scene. The final. We, we've waited an hour and 20 minutes for Chewbacca to show up at home. The Imperials have just trashed Lumpy's room. They're looking for rebel stuff. They can't find anything. Art Carney's trying his best to help out. Han and Chewie show up. As soon as Chewie shows up, he's taken under gunpoint to protect Lumpy, and Han whacks the uh, the gun out of the stormtrooper's hand, and then the stormtrooper trips over some firewood, falls to his death. <laughs> <laughs> and then Han proceeds to tell Chewbacca's family how much they mean to him. It's this very touching moment. Then they're off to to hear Princess Leia sing. What do you guys think about that final scene? <laughs> I, I, I just I mean how hard is it to have a somewhat decent fight like I mean they weren't even asking for a long fight scene I mean that could have redeemed some of it if if there would have been a little bit of a of a fight you know I mean there was more action I, than I, cooking uh, scene. I I, I know I know I'm kind of missing the point, but I mean, you know, have something where Chewbacca picks up the guy and chucks him over or I mean, heck, you know what? Just drop in, you know, drop in the scene from the Death Star when they get into the shootout where, you know, they bring Chewie in and they're they're trying to break into the, look out, he's loose, you know, like that. Just drop that in. I would have enjoyed watching that again. Like And they're just gonna come in and save the day and wrap it up for the kids, the little kids. You know, it was like, because they can't make it too violent is what it seemed like. But then at the same time, you had all those other weird things going on. So where were the thoughts of the kids? You know, like, yeah. can't show many any violence here, but we can definitely throw in the sexual harassment and the, uh, <laughs> the, the lean horn and all that. Yeah. Softcore porn. Yeah. yeah. I, I do, I do want to say what redeems that for that fight scene for me is the fact that the stormtrooper did perform the Wilhelm scream yeah. as he did fall over the railing. So, you know, that's something we didn't really talk about. What do you guys think about the sort of at the beginning, you have the hologram chessboard that they had in Star Wars where they played chess and and then you have all these weird circus performers that doesn't even, I mean, who who (laughs) thought that would be a good idea? 
we we have to take what should have been a 30 minute episode and expand it into two hours yeah. what can we do mm-hmm. uh, but it, yeah but nothing seemed connected that was what it was so weird you could literally make you know and just nothing was connected and talking about not connected during the cartoon suddenly in the middle of the cartoon we get a voice which almost sounds like captain james t kirk saying Starlog <laughs> and then explaining yeah. what's going on in Boba Fett's head. I'm just like, where did that guy come from? Why is yeah. why are we saying Starlog? Who what? Yeah. My last thought on Boba Fett, because I know you said he really didn't have much of a role in that original trilogy. And that's why I was wondering who wrote that character because somehow he managed to capture our attention and I mean, the fan favorite, kind of like not even cult status, but like that was a fan favorite aspect of Star Wars to even before the tr- uh, prequels came out, people were like, man, that was such a cool character. And really that's how you kill him off. Han bumps him and he flies it. Like that's not right. And I just think it's cool that you have a character like that that was able to capture fandom's feelings about it. Something that came out in the cartoon. And I mean, if like if I had to pick one thing that I enjoyed in this, Boba Fett cartoon, right? Like, I, I just think that's cool that, you know, whatever, that character was able to ha- attain, like, mystical status with not a lot of material. And uh, and that's where, like, now with Mandalorian and everything, we're going yeah. cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs because, like, wow, we get to see more of this character. You're right. We've waited since 1980 or 1978 for Boba Fett to do something, and last week he finally did. That's uh, 40 years. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's 40 years of capturing our attention. So, Kind of my earlier point, see where the Boba Fett character with the, the cartoon uh, came from. I mean, I, I just, like, I didn't know hardly anything about this until I heard, hey, you know, the Shirley podcast wants to do and have you guys for the Star Wars special. I'm like, oh, yeah, you guys have talked about the Star Like, I literally knew nothing about this till about a week ago. Right. So somehow I was, you know, able, and then they said, well, it's the origination of, uh, origin of, 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 of Boba Fett. And it's like, well, dang, that's pretty cool. Um, so I, I, I would say the Boba Fett cartoon, um, you know, and I know we've kind of had mixed reviews on, on Carrie Fisher singing. And like I said, I mean, singing as Princess Leia. Okay. That was a little bit like, okay. But I mean, you know, sometimes we've got movies that come out now where, actors or actresses are trying to sing in the movies. And then the second thing is, then you've got some movies where it's like, no, they can really sing. They, they got to, you know, they can, uh, they can, they can bring it. It's just, they've never had a role yet. And, it, and so I don't know. I, I always like to, I always like to see that extra dimension of certain actors and actresses. And I always frame it with no one's hiring me to do any kind of professional singing. No one's hiring me to do any kind of professional trumpet playing. So I, I say that humbly because it's like I don't have any Christmas specials that I'm singing on. But that was kind of like a, oh, that's just cool to see her, you know, in a different light. Um, Pat, the fact that you, I, I, I know I can say this to you, and I, I, I almost want to apologize that up until a week ago you were still pure as the driven snow and you hadn't seen this yet. Um, I, I know that you are also a, a church-going person, so I'm just going to put it this way, Pat. In Matthew chapter 18, it says, whoever causes one of these little ones to, uh, to sin, it would be better for him to have a great millstone fastened around his neck and be drowned in the depths of the sea. I feel a little bit of responsibility for having you watch this now when, when a week ago you were just fine. Hey, you know what? It's, it's, it's better to know what's out there before, you know, 
I grow up and leave the house. And then, you know, it's better that I experience it with you, John, okay. where it's a place of safety before I leave the house <laughs> and have to face that in, a, you know, in, in, in the dangers of the world. We have a safe word and it's life day. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hey, Pat, I got something for you. Since this was your favorite part, the voice of Boba Fett is a guy named Don Franks, who hasn't really done a whole lot of stuff. I mean, he did a whole lot of stuff, but nothing spectacular. But he was also a jazz musician. And really a good jazz musician from what I have read. So maybe something to check out. Don Franks, spelled F-R-A-N-C-K-S. Don Franks. All right. Hey, man, thank you. Like, seriously, when we're, when we're done here tonight, I'm going uh, to check that out. Yeah, right on. That's cool. Thank you. All right, Dennis. Anything worthwhile? I mean, I would just not not really much. I mean, this this if you've heard our podcast, I mean, this makes if I had a choice between this and um, Howard the Duck, <laughs> I mean, I might watch Howard the Duck. Whoa! Wow! Whoa! If I, had to watch it again, I couldn't. I couldn't sit through this again. Wow! Because you, I mean, when you, we you got angry and left the podcast. I did. That's what you. I'm you I'm you rage casted. I couldn't sit through this again. At this moment, if you told me you have to sit through another movie that's going to be about an hour and a half long or two hours wow. long, it's either Howard the Duck or it's this. Right now, having watched this watched this just so so recently, um, it would have to be Howard the Duck. You stomped well, out you know, of the... You like, yeah. you, like, left during Howard the Duck and came back and were just like... You didn't even sit down. You were just sitting there during our podcast and just like, <laughs> Howard the Duck, like, yeah, man... I, I, I had to do a lot of editing. Wow. I had to do a lot of editing in that episode because you dropped a couple of f bombs and then you walked. <laughs> one of the quotes about this show is that it is the, not one of, but the worst two hours of television in television history. And so I think this is a great measuring stick. If you picked the movie or movies that you hated most and had to choose between that. Or this movie, which one would you watch? And I'm thinking, I'm thinking about Showgirls, <laughs> and I'm thinking about Jaws three. I think I would pick Holiday Special above those two. Showgirls, okay, that's fine. I might watch Jaws. I might watch Jaws three before Holiday Special, but I would never, ever, ever watch Showgirls again. If you had, if you had, okay, I've got pinking shears. You can lose a toe or watch Showgirls. I'd have to think about it for a little while. Showgirls is terrible. It's worse. <laughs> I don't know. If I had to pick between Kindergarten Cop 2 and this. It, hmm. Oh, there we go. There is a Kindergarten oh. Cop 2. Yeah, worst movies are coming out now. You had to pay a whole bunch of money and late fees for Kindergarten Cop 2, right? What? I didn't even know that was a thing. The, the year was 2018. But you didn't get through the group, did you? <laughs> what? Did you get through the room, John? Though that's what we what you were talking about. You did to Pat. We kind of did to you with the room. Yes, I got through the room. Thank you, Dennis. See, here's that. Yeah. Here's where he gets angry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Off Lundgren. <laughs> what the actual heck? <laughs> don't don't do it. Don't. <laughs> and don't. Bill Bellamy. Ooh, yeah. yeah no, Bill no. Bellamy's in it with him. That All sounds right. great. I have not seen that. <laughs> <laughs> No, don't look, don't, don't look into the trap, Ray. Don't yeah. look into the trap. No, no. <laughs> I looked at her ego. D, let's pretend that you and I are. Let's pretend that you and I are tied up to a stake. Don't look at it, Marion. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your eyes shut. 
Keep your eyes shut. Don't look at it. No, I made I made like 20, 20 maybe two minutes, 22 minutes into that movie. It was, a, it was a weekend where my wife was going to be gone for the weekend, and I went to the library, and I checked out a whole bunch of movies. I was like, I got some time to watch some movies now. And, um, yeah, I started that one, got 22 minutes into it. I was like, no, no, this is not good. I will rarely turn off a movie, and especially I, I'll normally give it even longer than that. But I was like, nope, wasting my time. I'll move on to something else. And then I thought I returned it to the library until like a month and a half later when I ended up having to pay $17 in late fee for this stupid, stupid movie. I really, honestly, I struggle with the movie Pearl Harbor. That's the one the guys always give me a hard time with. I, I, I struggle with that one on several levels and I, I don't want to take everyone's time and just go on a, go on a rant with that one. But that's one that's, I mean, I can't even like cringe watch it. It's just like, okay, I'm, I'm down. I'm out. And that, that's one that I'll, that's one that I'll, I'll turn off. And if it's someone's favorite show, like, Hey, that's fine. It just didn't work for me. That's all I'm going to say. Like, I want to be careful of that, that deal, but. Okay. So if you get a pick between star Wars holiday special and Pearl Harbor, which one are you going to watch? Okay. So you phrase it like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? Honestly, I, I'd pick the star Wars one. Cause I could laugh. Yeah. I picked the Star Wars one because I could laugh. And, yeah. and like the Pearl Harbor one, like I just start to get like kind of angry. But, uh, but yeah, the Star Wars one because I could laugh. And I mean, seriously, like even like the, you know, when Itchy Bun or whatever the Wookiee's name was that was watching the, the thing, it's just like, oh my gosh, this is really inappropriate. You know, like I can, <laughs> can kind of find the humor in that whole thing, you know, so. Okay, Jason, I, Star Wars Holiday Special or Last Action Hero? Well. I, okay, I really dislike Last Action Hero, but the movie that I hate is The Last Jedi. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. I, I, have a, I have a very emotional response to The Last Jedi. They took something I loved and they turned it against me. So I will take the Star Wars Holiday Special over The Last Jedi. Wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. wow. Now, I, well, I, I understand that was made at a better quality, but it, I still get Luke as Luke. I don't get Luke as bitter old man. <laughs> Is is that is that what you were referencing before the thing that you felt kind of turned against you is how Luke was bitter old man? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I I have a real strong reaction to the Last Jedi. So I know you guys have been okay with it. I'm not okay with it. So got it. No, let's. <laughs> I'm still mad about it. So <laughs> sounds like it's yeah. <laughs> I I was really I was going to say I I didn't even think about the rise of Skywalker. That's I got that right name right this yes. time right okay. Yes. Yeah, so Rise of Skywalker is my hated Star Wars movie. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, would I watch Holiday Special? Yeah, I'd pick Holiday Special over Rise of Skywalker as well. Wow. It's, what is the D what what is Rise of Skywalker? Like what movie is it? No, I I've never I've never heard of this before. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. You just you just block it out. I don't even know what you I don't even know what you're talking about. I mean, is it is it part of the is it one of the anthology ones or is it part of the eight canonical movies? <laughs> oh my it's God. one of the yeah, it's not one of the seven canonical movies. Oh, OK, OK. <laughs> I would love to see them do some kind of holiday special with the Mandalorian. Like if they wanted to bring back some more of this life day stuff, I mean, if they wanted to have, I, and I know with their seasons, they've only got like 10 episodes per season. So it's not like, you know, you don't want to necessarily, you know, chunk in a whole, <laughs> a whole episode just working on life day stuff. But 
I don't know, with these different anthology things that they're putting out, um, I know they just did a Lego Star Wars holiday special. I haven't seen that one yet. Um, I, I'm sure my kids will want to watch it at some point. I think it just came out uh, maybe a few weeks ago. Sure, we'll watch that. But I would love to see the whole idea of Life Day explored in some way in some of these shows, whether it's, I don't know, whether it's in Kenobi, whether it's in the Andor series, with whatever it is. Like, I, I would like to see this come back because I think there's some merit to the the idea, like the, the concept of the whole thing. It's just, it's completely wasted on this because this is, you know, and, and I said it earlier, it's not a good holiday special, even separate from Star Wars, if it was just any kind of holiday special. It's not a good holiday special. It's not good Star Wars, so it's really not good anything. Um, but the idea of there being a holiday and especially if you wanted to tie that into the, like the overall mythology of Star Wars, I mean, tie it into the Force. You see, and that's what I'm really curious about is that even though in the original trilogy, everybody seems to have forgotten about the Jedi and the Force and nobody seems to know anything, you have a holiday like Life Day. So what is Life Day celebrating? Like, is it a, is it a religious thing? Is it a you know, part of this Jedi mysticism. I mean, how, how tied into all of it is the idea of life day. So, I mean, I'd be really curious to see that. History could be something with the Wookiee history. Yeah. And, and yeah. I know Fabro's joked about doing, redoing this or doing, not redoing that exact story, but it would, I would totally be up for that. See yeah. him do a, a, an updated, some set somehow holiday special. Cause it wouldn't look anything really like that. But like you said, it would take some of the interesting concepts that were possibly introduced in here. And I think he would do him justice because he being a fan and also I think he would do a pretty decent job with it. Just popped up. Uh, someone just, uh, my sister just sent me a text, the Mandalorian special to debut on Disney plus on Christmas day. Mm -hmm. Get out of here. It's, no, just, just popped up. It's wow. the, um, no, well, but it's not like a it's, holiday. It's, no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, um, you know, Disney does the Disney Gallery show that they do, where they do like behind the scenes stuff for their oh, different wow. some of their different shows. It's that one. They're going to do like a I don't know if it's like a holiday themed Disney Gallery Mandalorian episode. Yeah, I, yeah. Everything I'm looking at just looks like a regular. I'm just saying it was kind of funny because you're like, I'd like to see a Mandalorian like Christmas special, and then all of a sudden my a text just came in from my sister that said Disney Plus Mandalorian special. It was like, wow, John. You really are an eleven. This is amazing. That is, it's, that's an eleventh level right there. It's yeah. it's like Doctor Who. It's like Doctor Who. They wait till the season's over, and then at Christmas they always have a Christmas special. It could be the Mandalorian Christmas special. I think they know Mandalorian because at the end of Le Last Jedi, I was like, they have no idea what they're doing. Disney is clueless. But I'm back on track. Yeah, they, yeah, with the movies. Thank you, John Favreau. Yeah, yeah, between John Favreau and Dave Filoni, like they. Yeah, right. If they want to, you know, whatever you want to hand over to Dave, to, to Dave Filoni and John Favreau, go ahead. Seriously, I'm with you. Before we wrapped up, did you see the other stuff on the Rogue Squadron movie and how, um, is it Catherine Bigelow is directing that one? No. Yeah, she's going to do a Rogue Squadron movie. She'll, and uh, She does great war stuff. I'm sorry, no, 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 not Catherine Bigelow, that wrong director, Patty Jenkins, Wonder Woman director. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. And she has this great, uh, there was this great video that she put out, so maybe about a week ago now, she has this great video put out where she's she's like rollerblading down what looks like a, uh, a runway, 
And then she gets to her car and she sits down in like the back of the car and she's taken off her rollerblades and she's talking about how her dad had been a pilot and that he, I think she says he, he lost his life serving our country and, and all this. She kind of goes into this stuff and she's like, I've been looking for a movie where I feel like I could do service to how he served our country and, and what that meant to him and what that meant to our family and, and his sacrifice. And then she says, and I, and I finally found the movie that will allow me to do that. And she reaches behind her and she puts on an X-Wing pilot's helmet. And then she stands up from the car and she walks down the runway and the camera turns and she's walking towards an X-Wing. And then, and then they make the announcement that she's doing a – it will actually be the next theatrical Star Wars movie. And it's right now it's just titled Rogue Squadron. Yeah. So. It's got a release date at this point of December of 2023. Yeah. That conversation right there is better than the Star Wars Hollywood special. <laughs> yeah, right? fantastic, yes. Yeah, that, that like two-minute, three-minute, whatever it is video that she does, that'll make up for watching the Star Wars Holiday Special. <laughs> <laughs> guys, thank you so much for joining us. We are so thankful for you guys, and thank you for being mentors and being friends, and uh, thanks for taking the time to join us yeah, everybody be sure and go check out the 30-something movie podcast. We're about to move into 1991. Any movie you're excited about? Well, I, I've got Pat levels of excitement for our first one coming up in January because Pat, when we first started, the, you guys have probably heard this story a bunch of times. When we first started the podcast back in, 80, or back in uh, 2015 and we were in 84, 85, like guys, what movies are you excited for? And somebody said Back to the Future, and somebody said something else. And Pat goes Batman. <laughs> like, Hold on, Pat. That's that's four years from now, buddy. But I know I don't care. Batman. All right, that's fine. Um, so then, when I started actually paying attention to the different movies that were coming up, I was like, wait a minute, ninety one. That's the Rocketeer. All right. Cool. So yeah, it's a, that's that's probably the one for me. That's our first episode of ninety one. Is going to be the Rocketeer. Um, and then from there, we've, uh, we've got a whole bunch of, like our, our first few months, um, we've got the Rocketeer, we've got uh, Double Impact, like that was a fun one to watch. I had never seen Double Impact before. Um, we've got, uh, in the span of like two or three months, we've done Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, and we even did, uh, was that back in November, we did the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles coming out of their shells tour? Yeah, I remember that. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's been like a it's been like a trifecta of Ninja Turtles for the last few months for us. But uh, yeah, we've we've got some we've got some good stuff coming up and and some good stuff on our Patreon episodes too. We're gonna do um, Clash, of the Clash of the Titans. Yeah, I'm yeah. Patreon. Yeah, I'm yeah. Really yeah thank you. I need to really add more. <laughs> That's awesome. I am excited for Clash of the Titans though. Mark me down as a fan. Okay, so as as long as we never do the Last Jedi as part of our Patreon episodes, we will have taken we will have had one Patreon person we didn't offend. Okay, all right. Showgirls. Yeah. <laughs> no showgirls, no Last Jedi. All right, got that. But no, yeah. Thank you guys so much for having us on here. I mean, it's it's always we we love talking movies and we've loved getting to know you guys and and having you on our show and and being on your show and um you know I. Any, I mean, I think you just reached out to us like two days ago, and the moment you said, I mean, you could have said any movie at all, but the fact that you said, hey, we're talking Star Wars uh, Holiday Special, and the first thought that popped into my mind was, good Lord, I hate that thing, but yeah, let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, guys, thank you so much. Great to see you guys, and uh, Merry Christmas to you, and we'll see you on the other side of uh, 2020. Yeah, see you next year. Yeah, yeah thank you, guys. Nice to meet you guys. Thank you. You guys yeah, as well. Yeah, it's great seeing yeah. you guys again. Bye, guys.